I don't know about you, but every time I've sat in PD about SMART goals, they spend a lot of time talking about the making of the goals and the sharing the information and all that stuff, but not so much about actually collecting that data, which is, you know, that's what we talked about last week. Make sure you check out that episode if you haven't already, because um, it does give you some information about how to collect those, those data points. This week, Let's extend that discussion to talk about how we can track a caseload or, you know, classrooms worth of SMART goals. Because let's face it, teachers do not have enough time to do all the things on their plates. So we need to figure out ways to simplify and streamline what we're doing so we can get back to the important stuff. For those of you that don't know, that's teaching. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. We all know SMART goals are hyped all the time. But let's face it, tracking one or two goals, that's fine, that's easy, something we can get done really easily. But when you start talking about a group of students, or if you're a special ed teacher, quite frankly, an entire caseload of goals, now you're talking about a very time-consuming activity. Taking the data, recording the data, graphing the data, analyzing it, it takes time, it takes mental energy. And time is the most precious resource that teachers have. It is in short supply. I take that back. At this point, time is non-existent. Adding one more thing to already maxed out calendars just isn't possible. So we have to figure out how to streamline the things we're doing to make it work. Obviously, getting start with pro- started with progress monitoring those SMART goals includes planning out what you're going to use to teach the skills, what measures or assessments you're going to use to track that progress. Going into detail about all that today would turn into hours of podcast time. So to make it easier for you, I put together a freebie, Five Steps to Getting Started with Progress Monitoring. I've linked it in the show notes, but you can also get it on my Instagram, Teaching Struggling Learners takes you through the steps to how to get the materials together, organize, that kind of stuff that you need to get started or back on track with as little stress as possible. For today, I'll focus more on the next steps on all this, recording and graphing that data that you've collected. Let's face it, just having lists of data taken over eight or nine weeks is an accomplishment with the way things are currently in education. But without graphing that data, It's just a list of numbers on a paper. It is through graphing it that we can really take away meaning and easily figure out our next steps for our students. Over the years, I've created my own easy button to make it as simple as possible. I've made an Excel spreadsheet, as workbook is what we're calling it now, that allows me to type in my information weekly, monthly, however it is, and it graphs it for me. I use it for all my students and it just makes life so much easier because I'm not reinventing the wheel from meeting to meeting. Plus, having those graphs ready to go makes it really easy to go to my admin to recommend more supports for a student 
or to suggest that maybe I need to get PD in a particular area that I think might, you know, help me with work better with a certain student. It's hard to argue that a support isn't needed when the graph is sitting there showing the need. I've also used the graphs to show parents the progress or lack of progress their child has made. That has made some really hard conversations about the possible need for special education much easier and understandable for parents. No parent wants to hear that their child is struggling, but being able to show the progress graphs for my students has helped my parents to understand that I have tried a lot of different techniques and am working hard to help their child be successful. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. For me, a graph has been hours of meetings and discussion time saved. Right now, I see an awful lot of kids struggling in school. Kids who were not struggling two years ago, three years ago. There are a lot of reasons for this, many of which are way beyond the control of teachers. What is within our control is using the easiest means possible to report progress to parents and administrators so that we can advocate that resources and supports be given in the right areas. For me, that has meant using that workbook to track my students' goals and their progress so that it's all in one place. I can take that information with me to all my meetings, and if anyone demanded to see the data, it was right there backing up what I was saying. It is one thing to argue with a passionate teacher and a completely different thing to argue with data and graphs when they're right in front of you. I, for one, will argue all day to advocate for my students. But when I do, I really like seeing people's faces when I pull out that data they weren't expecting. That shuts down all the arguments that they have had on that topic. I love arguments that I know I'm going to win. If you're looking for an easy button for your smart goal caseload or classroom management, I've linked what I use below. Actually, I'll go ahead and link two options. One is what I use as a special education teacher to track all the things from accommodations to due dates to progress monitoring. The other is what I use on my general education side that helps me just track the progress monitoring when I don't have the other documentation and stuff I have to track. Take a look at both and let me know what you think. No matter what your system is, make sure you choose one that makes as little work for you as possible and is sustainable in the long run. The last thing you want to do is switch from one thing to another over and over again during the year. Goodness knows we switch our curriculum and all the other things enough. Find what works best for you and stick with it. If you're looking for help getting started with progress monitoring, make sure you check out my five steps to getting started with progress monitoring freebie, which is also linked in the show notes, and you can find it on Teaching Struggling Learners, my Instagram. If you haven't already, please rate my show on iTunes and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear if what we're sharing has been helpful to you in your classroom. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your students calm, and your caseload small. Bye.